0: Welcome to Farming Eternal, an eternal podcast for farmers, hosted by me, Patrick Rapatomaro, and Hats on Lamps. How's it going, Hats?
1: I'm doing pretty good, how are you?
0: Pretty good. It's episode 70, so for those of you tuning in for the first time, we are a job-focused podcast. Our goal is to help you and me, mostly me, get better at job. We get into the nitty gritty of the drafting process with a little meta-analysis and play tips thrown in. Uh, So this week, we're phoning it in, we're doing podcasting the easy way, and we're just going to do a draft and maybe some gameplay. But uh, before we get to that, how was your draft week this week? Or last two weeks? This past uh, two
1: weeks? Yeah, that's a better way of phrase the, it. The past week might be a little boring. It might be, because I haven't played a turtle for at least a week. Uh, <laughs> something like a week and a half now. Uh, before that, it was going fine, though. Um, my... Uh, last three drafts went well. One of them was a seven-zero with kind of a cool, funky deck. So uh, I guess I can't be unhappy about that. But I haven't had the urge to do much drafting lately, and so I haven't. I've done other things, and uh, that's been fine. Uh, I do, however, feel pretty unprepared to do a draft, so I will be winging it mightily. Um, and that is what you can expect from me (laughs) how was your draft week
0: well i'm hoping that's a good thing because i will say that our track record of co-drafts on this podcast is not great no so so really we we can only go up i think
1: Mm -hmm. yeah uh, i guess that's true um yeah we'll see we'll see if that's the lucky factor (laughs) Uh, being completely disinterested might be a super good (laughs) strategy for draft. We don't know. I haven't tried it. (laughs) So, so, uh,
0: my draft week hasn't been too bad. I, um, I think I've talked about this before, but I keep coming up, up to the situation where every time I draft a time deck, I lose. And then every time I draft a fire deck, I win. But then people keep telling me that, or keep saying that this is like a very grindy format and stuff like that. But, and I wonder if that's maybe part of my problem is whenever I draft these like Combray decks, they're just not big enough. And so then when I draft Fire decks, I can go under people and win games. Um, But I've been like really struggling with anything outside of, Rocano and Rocano Stone Scar and Skycrag.
1: Do, do you ever draft Praxis? I found myself in Praxis a couple of times. What happens if you have both fire and time?
0: I don't. I don't know. I, it's this is like Chuck Norris versus uh, The Rock. I I
1: think. <laughs> like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess so. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I was. I think Praxis is actually quite good in this version of the format. Uh, I've had better luck with it than some of the other combinations. But I've been playing it as a as as a very much like strength matters deck, and uh, because you get some things like the like the Wisp that draws two cards when you make a big unit, and the and the two two that that decreases the cost on all your units with five power or more. Uh, you take those cards, and then the bountiful harvest of fire units that fit those criteria, and you've got kind of a deck, sometimes, if you see those time cards.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the thing is, there's really only Battery Mage that's, like, really exciting in the five strength stuff. Yes, um, that's
1: true. Yeah, Battery Mage is a big upgrade on, you know, the 5-3 for 5 and the 5-2 for 4. yeah. But well,
0: I don't know the five three. I you keep trash talking that uh, the five three for five. But man, that overwhelm.
1: Yeah. Well, that's so... that's it's part of the deck that I'm talking about. That that overwhelm guy that you get to cast early and draw two cards off of and so forth if you have the right setup.
0: Yeah, yeah
1: for sure. No,
0: I I honestly don't know what it is for myself because like I. <laughs> you know, joke about how I'm an unlucky player. And so then people always have these like cute little combos in their deck and it always works out. And then it never works out for me. But with these fire decks, I don't, I like really don't know what it is. Cause I'll just be like, okay, because I have some fire units. I have a might weaver. I have the five cost three, one with quick draw. And I have the four, one with decay. And I have a five cross spell. This deck's unbeatable. And then it just happens every game. I like combine these huh. four cards and just win. And then with I have a Combray deck, and I'm like, oh, these two cards work well together. And then just never draw the two cards together. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you could be like luckier in certain <laughs> faction combinations or or what's going on. But this format is like fairly warped with my success rates.
1: Yeah, and that um. That that does seem to be some sort like something unique to you and I guess all of the other people that I face who are who force mono fire every time they draft, uh, but uh, because I do run into people who are clearly forcing mono fire as as much as humanly possible and they they tend to do pretty well with it, but I haven't been able to replicate that. I've had some good fire decks, but I haven't had the I, I'm used to doing well with Fire, and I haven't been in this format, which is a little bit weird because you know Fire is strong in this format; it should be. Um, but I, but I don't have as much luck with it as I do with with like Huru, basically, all, basically Primal in general. <laughs> and you would think that I wouldn't be doing awesomely with Primal, but I do fine. No, I mean Primal's been the big winner
0: in this new format, but I, I liked. Primal did better for me in the previous format when it was bad, and now that it's good, I can't win a game with Primal. Well, I don't know. Who knows? Draft, draft is complicated. It's very complicated, but um, we'll we'll move on to announcements where we like to thank our patrons at Patreon.com/slash FarmingEternal, or which is where you could go to be to get on this list. Um, and then for as little as a dollar a month, you get access to our show notes and. Sometimes to recording bloopers. Mainly, it's just a way for you to show your support for the show. And we appreciate everyone who does that. So we'd like to thank everyone who's signed up to our Patreon. That's Cotillion, Low Key Trickster, Sigma Tank, Mercurial Blue, Abidnego, Meagles, Madness, Parmelee, Darth Herman 2, Twin Hex, Jed the Hamrid, Raven Dragon, Esrix0215, Sunblaze, Worked on Sun, and Yestau.
1: Thank you Thank all. you very
0: much. Okay. And then uh, let's go to card of the week. Okay. Uh, what's your so card what's, of the week? What's my card of the week? Yeah. My card of the week is uh, Gorgon Cutthroat, which is the three shadow two with ambush. Um, when Gorgon Cutthroat blocks, it deals two damage to you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What a... That's certainly a card. <laughs> it's certainly...
0: It is a card. Uh, Yes, I played Gorgon Cutthroat in a deck for the first time ever um, this past week and cast it for the first time ever Uh in a a very close game against uh, Grandar, who uh, contributes to the 7-win deck list thing. So, Uh hello, Grandar. And it was like a situation where I had a in a severin on board active severin I had multiple uh, of the piercing grease in my void but I was at a very low life total they had been pressuring me the whole game mm-hmm. and so they had two um three one quick draw guys on board they had a one one on board and then they had a, a four five, uh, the guy that can only attack if there's a stunned unit, of which there were none. So I had a 7 on board, Gorgon Cutthroat in hand, and I was at seven life. Okay. Okay. So they played a symbol, making their quick draw guys, their three one quick draw guys, into five ones. So they had two five ones
1: and a three one now that would if they played a symbol they'd be even bigger right no right they they make themselves grow
0: yeah so they went from three ones to five ones because there was two of them or no they, they didn't played, play a symbol they must have just played a power i you're right i did the math. yeah they just played a sigil yeah they Got just you. played a sigil yeah and okay so they made them five ones sorry um so game. they were attacking me with five one a five one and a three one uh-huh I block one with the Severin, yep. easy block. Ambush my Gorgon Cutthroat in, and then I go, okay, uh, I'm going to block the 5 1 with Quick Draw, which would put me to two. And then I was like, oh, wait, if I block the 3 1, it'll kill the 3 1 because the 5 1 has Quick Draw. And then he would just hit me for five, and then that would put me down to two. But I'm okay. like, eh, but if I'm down to two, next turn they could, if I don't draw a sigil, they could top deck like a uh, pillage or something and kill me. I don't know what to do. So I go back and forth, back and forth, and then finally I'm like, no, you know what, I'm just gonna be daring, I'm gonna block the three one, and I'll, get, I'll take five damage, I'll go down to two, And then if I draw a Sigil or anything else, I'll be in good shape. Um, Also, I'll have cleared their board a little bit, so in case they do stun a unit, I could still possibly draw a unit and Chump Block and, you Uh know, still survive until I draw some more power. So I did that. I blocked their (laughs) 3-1, killed their 3-1, took 2 damage, knocking me down to 5. Yeah,
1: from the Cutthroat itself, yeah.
0: Yeah, and then the 5-1... Hit in and killed me.
1: Uh huh.
0: So, uh, yeah, so that was kind of embarrassing because I could have just chump blocked the 5 1, and then I had multiple, multiple draws to win me the game the next turn.
1: Yeah, with a Severin on board. Yeah. With the Severin yeah. on
0: board, I had three Dark Fires in the deck. Um, Tail, I pretty Gorgon good about cutthroat. my
1: situation up until I played the Gorgon Cutthroat and yeah. died. Yeah. Um, Really, really snatched defeat from the jaws of victory there. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: But what was kind of interesting is, like, um, on one hand, obviously the Gorgon Cutthroat killed me, but it didn't necessary. It wouldn't necessarily have killed me if I had blocked the correct person.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so then I guess my question was, should I have just played another power? Do you know like is Gorgon Cutthroat so bad? Oh,
1: instead of the cutthroat in the deck, shoot, I don't know, shoot. it's I mean, yeah. I mean, if you've got Severin of the Dark on board, then playing a Sigil is one of the best things you can do. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's sorry, it's, it's hard to say whether like if that had been a Sigil, would you have played Severin earlier in that game? Would you have gained more life from it? Uh, if you don't have a Severin in your deck, is it better to play Cutthroat? I don't know. I've played Cutthroat before in my deck in this format because there are so few playable shadow cards. And I was playing it specifically because I needed more triggers for, you know, playing a a spell or playing a card on my opponent's turn. Um, And so I played both the Gorgon Cutthroat and the 1-2 Wisp uh, with Ambush Mm -hmm. um, for one. And it was fine. They weren't good cards, but they were filling a need in that deck. And so that deck was a, a little bit of a train wreck, but it did okay considering how, how off the rails it was. And uh, so, yeah, I don't mind Cutthroat if you absolutely have to play it, but it's clearly a card that's designed not to be played more than yes. any other card in the game.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that, that was actually very similar to like what I was thinking, because I, I actually had a very... I feel like good deck if I had a forty card deck. Do you know what I mean? I just was like very short on playables, but my playables were pretty good. And so like I had to play cards in my Stone Scar aggro deck, like sewer crocodile. Right. Um And so then I was like I had two Gorgon cutthroats in the pool, and I was like, well, I guess. You know, maybe I just like it's either play two Gorgon cutthroats or a sewer crocodile and a Gorgon cutthroat or a sewer right. crocodile and a power. You know what I
1: mean? I'd probably still play the sewer crocodile in that case, because it's at least at least if you're gonna be blocking with something, it might as well be a sewer a zero six.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I agree, but I mean honestly I would almost have rather had three-cost 2-2. Two two. I did play the Sewer Crocodile, you know what I mean? Yeah. I in, Instead of two Gorgon Cutthroats, I did a Sewer Crocodile and a Gorgon Cutthroat. Hmm. But, um, you know, I mean, every time I played a Sewer Crocodile in this deck, I was like, I sure wish this could attack um, instead of uh, not attacking. Yeah, for sure. And because I was an aggressive deck, the other problem with Sewer Crocodile is most of the time... I want to play a spell, it's on my opponent's... Or, it's on my turn. Right. To get you're in damage. The middle of an attack, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it didn't grow very often. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just kind of interesting. It was funny, because it was literally the first time I've ever played Gorgon Cutthroat, and then I killed myself with it. But yeah. it also was kind of interesting, because someone was like, why don't you just... I can't imagine it wouldn't be better just to play another power. But... It did have these, like, little, you know, it synergized with Sewer Crocodile. I mean, if I had used it correctly, it would have saved me, and then I could have possibly won on the next turn. So, I don't know. It was just an interesting... It was a funny story and kind of an interesting card in that it's really bad, but possibly yeah. playable sometimes?
1: No, I mean, yeah, if it has a very specific purpose, but that's only because of the lack of playables. I mean I've been I've been caught by gorgon cutthroat um when my opponents have played it because I just don't factor it into the possible cards that I'm going to be playing against and so if somebody's not playing you know if somebody has 3 power up and they don't have time I'm not you know normally I think it's okay to attack with something and, and cutthroat can get you <laughs> um, Yeah but even so, then it's
0: like get you
1: yeah it well, didn't the get, the it that hard. get you I'm like, well, at least I still did two damage to my opponent because their card says to hurt the wrong person. Yeah, there's not a lot of cards in Eternal that do that have like a big downside to you when you play them for their intended purpose. Cutthroat's one of the very few. Yeah, I'd like an explanation.
0: Yeah, but uh, speaking of um, possible two-cost
1: tutus with ambush, <laughs> what's your card of the week? is that what we were doing uh my my card of the week is desperate courier which is i I, (laughs) that's an easier card to say than that (laughs) desperate courier uh which uh, costs one time is a zero three unit and uh it says your cards cost one less on the enemy turn also you get to plunder when you summon it um I like Desperate Courier. I'm always kind of hoping to have one in a deck that, that wants to wants to block or is a little bit more controlling. It's obviously not great if uh, in an aggressive deck. Uh, anything with Plunder is essentially playable, but not necessarily good. Um, but Courier, I think, is actively good because it does sometimes save you a power, uh, and it fits really well into, um, into decks that want to be able to do things on their opponent's turn. It's harder to build those decks since the... Um, since the draft pack switches, because there's fewer fast spells and ambush units, like like Gorgon Cutthroat, I think, is a boosted card, and the 1-2-for-1 is a boosted card now. Uh, so is those it? count? Is? Yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty, it is? Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, well, then it's free. It's a zero-cost yeah, one-two. Exactly, it's free, That's pretty. It's still not good, even as a zero, cost one, two. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it exists, and those are your options uh, if you're trying to build the ambush deck now. Um, but you don't have to build the traditional xen and ambush deck. So the seven zero uh, deck that I last played was uh, a, a lesion mainly. It was m- it was mostly time uh, with some with some primal cards. And then essentially splashing shadow for such, uh, for such cards as Spirit Weaver and Swear Vengeance. <laughs> I was splashing for Swear Vengeance. Really, is what I was doing. This is a good deck that I was playing, by the way. And uh, and Swear Vengeance, which is of course, is the one shadow fast spell. Give one of your units revenge. Um, is pretty good if it's if it costs zero and your opponent play is attacking you not thinking that you have an effect like that so is metal pause for reflection um backlash a lot of cards that are if you get a little discount on them suddenly become pretty pretty cool if you're uh if they're if they're not at full cost so that's kind of that was kind of part of the deck plus i had two blur haze worms so there was a reason to reduce the cost on my on my fast spells and ambush units it was a fun deck. I also was playing Amaran Candle, Camel, which is uh, Amaran Camel. Oh boy, can't say the names of cards today. Amaran, Amaran Camel is one of my is one of my guilty pleasures in draft. That's the uh, that's the Time Primal zero three that gains you a life whenever you draw a card. Uh, it costs three, so it's really tiny for what you pay for it. Um, but I really like it in these controlling decks because it just kind of sits there alive. Usually your opponent isn't going to uh, exhaust any resources to kill your zero three, 3 and, and then sometimes it gets you just out of range of lethal long enough for you to start taking over the game, and it's hilarious when that happens. I don't know if it's the right thing to do, but I enjoy doing it. I just... The problem... Since it's a two-color card, Yeah, I just
0: am always surprised it doesn't cost two.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, it should cost two. No
0: question. It's not costed right. It gets me every time. Every time I'm like, oh, actually, maybe this would be a good deck for Amar and, Cam- Amar and Camel. And then I'm like, wait, that costs three?
1: Yeah, Yeah, it really does. It costs three. It doesn't start gaining you life until the until turn four. <laughs> it's a lot of investment for almost no board presence. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this was a 7-0 deck that was playing both Amaran Cam- Camel and Natural Order in the same deck. <laughs> never, ne- You never played your Natural Order on your Camel, but uh, somehow it all worked out. Uh, I wish I could just play that deck over over again instead of drafting a new one, but that is not how draft works.
0: <laughs> and that does, uh, That feeling does happen sometimes, though.
1: Yeah, I only got to play 7 games with it, and it was so fun.
0: Usually, I only get to play three games with those kind of decks, but. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so okay, we'll um, move down, move on to our seven win run breakdown, which is uh, part of our longstanding data collection project here at Farming Eternal, um, where everyone sends in their seven win drafts. Um, to either farmingeternal at gmail.com or post them to the 7win channel on the Farming Eternal Discord and either export a deck list or any kind of Eternal Warcry link. And then we take this information, compile it in a spreadsheet, which uh, people can look at and you can see kind of what factions are doing well. You can check out everyone's 7win deck lists and it's just a great benefit for everyone. Um, And we also give a shout out to everyone who submitted a list this week, as well as thanking John Holio for actually entering all the lists, so thank you, John. Um, so our new contributors this week are Mango Q, uh, Jostrom thirty-five, Abidnego, Agent Dynamo, Alabazoo, Beard Broken, Celtic Guardian seven, Collector Darth Herman two, D Dubs, Dubes, Grandar, Hats on Lamps, Iplong No. JND, Jed, the Hummerd, Loki, Trickster, Mancio 1982, Meadow, Meagles, Mercurial Blue, Mevers, Out on a Limb, Patomaru, Shab, Shadow Mage 196, Sytar, Sleffer 13, SSJ 1997, Steve Irwin, Tempest Dragon King, Titus and Blossom, Twin Hex, and Vader. So, thank you very much. Um, yeah, and like I said... Uh, At the top of the show, we are phoning this one in, so I don't really have anything to talk about, so I think we're going to move straight on to the draft. Okay, let's do it. Okay, uh, Hats, can you open Eternal and share your screen with me?
1: Oh, uh, maybe. Um, I don't have funds in my Eternal account to do a draft, though. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I I stopped because I stopped partly because I I just sort of ran out of currency and I didn't feel like buying more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I can check. Let's see, fifty five more coins, and then I would have it. Uh, <laughs> is that like what? Is that like one, one? If I win a game of, <laughs> I think if you win a game, you can do it. Okay, you want to do that. <laughs> Shall I win a quick game of Expedition? I guess I have a, throw, a like a weird like thrown combo deck, but I don't know if I want to play that one. Because mm-hmm. I would need to have played within the last couple of days here. Uh, let's see. I think we need to actually get to time here. There we go. I really enjoy playing TJS control. Uh, it's probably not the most fun deck to play against, but I, I like playing it. It's going to be two decks playing it, though, so that's not great. (laughs) Are we still recording this? This is awesome. (laughs) Yeah, we're recording. (laughs) This is all going in the episode, just sort of (laughs) listening to me sort of comment on my game that I play.
0: Man, I'm feeling good about your situation here.
1: Yeah, it's not bad. I would just swirl and then get in for a million, but I think it's better to uh since I don't have lethal this turn to to wait till the next turn and then either Shenra speak well no, I don't want to Shenra Speaks because I still need to do one more damage. Alright, so let's see if I actually got the right amount of gold <laughs> to start a trap here.
0: We got give, me, the promo. give me
1: my promo card right there. Anyway, first win of the day. Get me my... It's only 45 <laughs> gold, so no. Well, unfortunate. I'm still 10 short.
0: <laughs> okay, alright. One
1: more game of Expedition. I guess. Uh, I don't know. Here, I'm going to play the combo deck. <laughs> I'll play my Ordnance combo deck for Throne. It's The games will be shorter anyway. Uh.
0: All right, we're in game two of our quest to get 55 gold.
1: Okay, I'm playing Ordnance uh, Scavenger Deck is what I'm doing. Um...
0: Ironically, that first game took so long that I did get Eternal working back on my computer. Excellent. But... Well, we should probably be doing that then instead. <laughs> well, I figured it's just one more game now. Well, if you lose this game...
1: Yeah, we might. I might be fine. I, I feel like Reanimator has to be an okay matchup his combo. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they can't just, like, outright kill me even the turn after they reanimate. So that might be a problem. Especially because most of my power just turned into, oh, yeah, you know what, I don't think... I don't know if I can do it now. I think I might have messed this up. So we should just go off of your account.
0: Wait, why? What happened?
1: Because uh, most of my power is... um, is monuments so i'm not going to draw power off the top of my deck now now that i'm at five i went and got this stone's carve out early because i forgot how this deck works and it's the only way to get power uh realistically let me see if there's some like something in here that can generate power
0: try and watch patrol
1: yeah i can't so that's two turns off but that'll work yeah you got this yeah okay well we're just hanging out for now what did i do what happened it puts it on the top of the deck. Oh, I know, but did I do that on their turn or what happened? I thought this was my turn. Okay, never mind. I thought I was in the wrong. <laughs> I, I thought that I was doing that on my opponent's turn. Okay, we're there. We're there. We did it. We're at the combo. Survive one turn. Yeah. See if I do it. And also, I think I can only do about thirty damage here. So, oh boy. So they can't gain more life than that. Like thirty-four damage maybe? Oh well. Okay. This is gonna be close. <laughs> I think I can do thirty-four damage. I sure hope you your number's not thirty one. Yeah, I don't think it is. I think I can do more than thirty one. <laughs> I don't remember how the combo works though, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna wing it. Here we go. Oh, they're at thirty six? Oh god. Alright, well let's see what happens. This is so tense. I've never tried to do the combo while somebody was watching me. Oh, it's... uh, I think this is going to work. Oh, wait. I can do like a million damage. Never mind. I forgot how this works. Another classic Farming Eternal episode. Yeah, I was sort of... I mean, do we want to do... I guess we can do a draft. All right, let's do a draft. So, we've opened quite a pack. Uh, our rare is the Unforgiven, that's our 5, 6, uh, for 7, Shadow, Shadow, Flying, and Ambush unit. When you summon it, the enemy player discards the top or discards 5 random units from their deck. Um, there's an Ancient Serpent, that's your 6, Primal, 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 3, 4, Flyer that gets a spell from your Void when you summon it. Uh, there's a Bring to Justice, that's Silence and Stun an Enemy unit with, for 0, 3, Justice. Uh, Desert Alchemist. Uh, 2-1 Deadly Ambush time card. It's got Plunder. Um, Those are the rares and uncommons. Notable Commons, I guess, Corrosive Dagger. It's the 1-1 Decay. Play a 1-1 Wrestling with Decay for every two fire you have. It's a fire symbol, a midnight hunt. I feel like we probably want one of these rares or uncommons. What do you think? I agree. Um, I
0: mean, my natural instinct is to go with the Unforgiven, though Shadow is much worse, but...
1: Yeah, it's still a good rare. It's not yeah. like a crazy rare, even though I think I did put it almost right at the top of our most annoying rares to play against. That doesn't mean it's the best card, I just find it annoying to play against. Um, it is a good top-end, it's a good finisher, and then it sort of takes away your opponent's future. Um But I'm willing to abandon it once we've taken it. I also would probably take the Ancient Serpent here maybe if I was strapped. But let's just take the Unforgiven and see what happens. All right. Back to Omen Scar Worm. 8-8 for 8 quadruple time. Draw a card whenever you search. There's a Trickshot Ruffian. Uh, There's a Razor Lash. Razor Lash is the 1-5 decay relic weapon. Uh, Now has Plunder. And then uh, there's some commons, but nothing I would say all that exciting. There's a silver blade, silver blade reaper in shadow. That's the one one flying deadly for three. And uh, the the card missing from this pack is a rare. Yeah, I would be in for the razor lash. I think razor lash is a pretty sweet card. Oh, I okay, yeah. I mean, I would take an omen scar worm, but. We could take an Omen Scar Worm. It's also pretty sweet. Um, but
0: no, I I like going in all in on Shadow. I guess. I mean, I would never personally do that. But I'm interested to see how the draft goes with you saying that.
1: <laughs> I'm also interested. I don't think it's necessarily the right decision. I think Shadow's the worst. But what happens if we do Shadow in Pack One and Pack Four? is that it'll be fine, because there's good cards in Shadow uh, in pack 1 and pack 4. And then packs 2 and 3, we don't draft Shadow, because there won't be any good cards. That'll be for the other color. Yes.
0: Yeah, I just know kind of what I talked about in um, how my week was going. Yeah. Whenever I'm drafting a non-aggro deck, I feel like my deck would be much better with a card like em- Scar <laughs> Scarworm.
1: Yeah, Worm Scarworm's a really good top end, uh, I know. But also, so, uh, if you think about it in terms of what Shab was saying about drafting the hard way, and you draft a card that is almost certainly going to make your deck, then Omen Scar I think, is less likely to make my final deck than a Razor Lash is, because it's not playable in so many decks.
0: Hmm. Yeah... Okay. And I could
1: be wrong. Like, I haven't played in over a week. Maybe I'm Maybe I'm completely wrong. Uh, Omen's Scar Worm is obviously a good card. I just don't know if... I just don't know how likely it is to be in the final deck. Whereas if I'm Shadow, I'm definitely going to play a, a Razor Lash.
0: Right. So you would say the same about a time card, right?
1: Would I say the, the same about... If you're it? in time, you're
0: definitely playing Omen's Scar
1: Worm? Or No. I don't know. I, Not necessarily. Okay. Um, sometimes time decks aren't don't want to don't want to stick around until they can play a an omen scar worm. I think some of them do. Okay. Uh, we could take an omen scar worm. It's a better I'm card overall. The and then there's two different directions we could go. I defer um, to you. I usually just go for the cheaper card. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Razor lash. Uh, all right. So here um, we have a desperate courier. Like we were talking about earlier, it's a nice little time card. There's a moment of triumph. That's uh, the four firefire fire spell. Exhaust each enemy unit with four strength or less. And play a justice sigil from your deck if you have two justice. Kind of a, a niche card, if there ever was one. Um, and then commons there's a night watch broadsword, so four three relic weapon for five. There's a valiant leap. Uh, there's smogwing tinker. Uh, Flame heart patroller, I guess, is a pretty decent common. Uh, there's an uncommon and a rare missing from this pack, so not a lot uh, in terms of signals. I usually don't start looking for signals until about pick five anyway. Yeah. Um, what do you think?
0: Yeah, this is a tricky pack to me. <sighs> I feel like Smogwing Tinker's the best card in the pack, but yep. it's very committing, so I it. feel like you can get burned picking it this early.
1: Yeah, I agree. Again, how likely is it to make the final deck? And I think Tinker a little less than some of the other cards in this pack. But yeah. it's not a strong pack. But I actually think I would go for the Desperate Courier here.
0: Yeah, I I think this is like the difference in our drafting. Like I would take Flameheart Patrol. Um, yeah, but that's just drafting with preferences as compared to necessarily drafting the best card right so yeah. i could definitely see picking the desperate courier
1: all right well let's go for the desperate courier then this would be and- a completely different draft if we'd uh if you were steering it <laughs>
0: <laughs> Though honestly maybe that's not true i mean i would have definitely taken the desperate courier
1: if i had taken the worms um, oh for sure yeah. yeah if you'd taken the omen scar worm yeah um, so here in this uh, fourth pack, uh, there's only one uncommon left. There's unbreakable tradition, double unit's strength and health, and then gain time, time or primal, primal for five justice, justice. If that made any sense, it's a it's a spell. Um, there's a primal symbol. There's another flame heart patroller. There's another silver blade reaper. That's your one one flying deadly for three. Uh, this in general this is a pretty good commons. Here it's an anchor deputy that's the zero one plunder guy for fire that gets bigger. There's a dark fire, uh, sand tornado, caravan guard. Um, so here, this is the, this is the kind of pack that
0: screws me in every draft I do, yeah, because I think caravan guard is. Or beside, I mean, I guess I'm, I don't know, people like Unbreakable Judition, but like for me, Caravan Guard is the best card in the pack. And I'm like, oh, that must mean justice is open. And it never means justice is open.
1: Yeah, people different, people value Caravan Guard a little differently, uh, depending on who they are. So sometimes it's not something that people want to pick it up, pick up that early, uh, Because there's a common missing here, it's starting to seem like a signal. And because there's three playable Fire cards, I'm starting to think that maybe it would be better to move into Fire starting now. Like, I could have done it last turn, but I didn't feel as strongly about it. Yeah. Uh, In which case, I guess it would be the Flame Heart Patroller. Yeah. Uh, But there are also two good Justice cards in this pack. It's not just Caravan Guard. Unbreakable Tradition is also a decent card, so... Um, It's either way, but I think I'm more inclined to take fire because we've been seeing a trickle of fire cards for the last few packs. So I think I would take the, I don't, I don't know. I don't, Patroller doesn't go with any of the cards we've taken so far, but also we're only four picks in. So maybe, um, so the, the real, you know, the real deck can start anytime. Yeah.
0: No, I I can see that. Uh, I mean, I think. That's where I would lean, just because I've been so burned by caravan
1: cards. Sure, um, but well, uh, I don't think there's any reason to worry un- until um, this next pack. That's when we're going to start trying to trying to find the open faction. So I'm going to take the Flameheart Patroller here. I think.
0: All right.
1: All right. So this pack has a Jotun Ice Slinger. That's a big old uh, primal shadow finisher the six six that does damage to an enemy unit equal to your shadow influence and you gain health i think that's a pretty committing card uh even with a couple of good shadow cards because we're, we're not seeing a lot of other good shadow cards here so i'm ready to give up on the shadow even with a big even with a good rare or uh, th- primal cards really yeah not really any other primal cards so there's also a justice etching so there's a combray vow um there's a forget A torrent of filth. Beseech the throne. Always a safe pick. Eager deputy and red mask warrior. I would say we're still seeing a trickle of good fire commons. So it's good to move in on fire here. Yeah, Um, I I like that. So do you prefer red mask warrior or eager deputy more?
0: (sighs) I... um. So here's how here's my line of thinking. I think if I were drafting, I would take the Red Mask Warrior mm-hmm. because it, it's I'm worried that if I'm raw, you know, like I would rather have in my final deck a unit that can attack. I think the Eager Deputy is kind of a better card, and so if I was had enough playables, I would rather have the Eager Deputy. But if I was worried. If I was already worried about getting playables, I would take the Red
1: Mask Warrior. Does that make sense? Um, yeah, I guess so. I think it's too early to be worried about getting enough playables, though. Yeah. I guess, <laughs>
0: you know, I, it's it's funny. I, th- I think this is, like, a wrong way to look at it. But now that I'm feeling good about fire, I'm like, I would rather just have, like, one unit with four attack in my fire deck before <laughs> I start getting cute with plunder cards Uh, but but i do think eager deputy i i'm always happy to have eager deputy in a good fire deck do you know what i mean yeah while the red mask warrior i can almost it's not a necessary unit necessarily
1: sure i don't know
0: I, i maybe i'm not being very clear with
1: that. I I don't. Yeah, I'm not sure what I'm uh, saying. Like, I, yeah, I mean, I I, th- I think I'm not sure what we're saying about this specific situation. Um, like I guess we're,
0: because we're in right now we're, we're feeling like we're going to be a fire deck, and right now all we have is a flame heart patroller. Yes. Um, and so I would take the red mask warrior just because it affects the board when you play it sure well while, while the eager deputy is a card that i'm very happy to have in my in a good fire deck it doesn't necessarily affect the board as well besides for having plunder okay and so i would take the red mask warrior to sh- I would make sure I have enough units that can attack before I start putting Eager Deputies
1: in my deck. Yeah, Eager Deputy makes... The, the trouble that I have with aggressive decks sometimes is that they don't necessarily run smoothly. Like, I will have a lot of aggressive cards, but it's very easy for me not to get the right power to play them if I end up in two factions. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the Plunder cards help with that. But, but you're right that you do want those sort of, like cards like like if you have a red mask warrior and then you pick up like a thunder hoof which has higher attack depending on what you already have on the board then the thunder hoof is a lot is it thunder hoof or is it called something else no it's not thunder hoof um you know the that's the two two with charge for four that gets plus plus t- plus strength yes to so the strength you already have and like, Red Mask Warrior is a good card to play right before that. You know, it also fuels the rest of your deck. Plus, you can do silly things with big spells, like gain a lot of Fire Influence. And that that, that juices up your Corrosive Daggers and uh, your, like, big Fire Influence spells, if you happen to have those. So, I, I would say, re- sure, Red Mask Warrior. Let's take a Red Mask Warrior. Okay. Ooh, okay. Uh, that's pick five. We did it. All right. Uh, next, uh, has no, no Fire at all. Um, <laughs> uh, we have a Boulder Gate Guard. That's our zero three 3 Plunder Flyer. It uh, gets plus two strength with a stun unit. There's another Beseech the Throne. Uh, Monk Innervator, Shatter, Solemn Clergy, Valley Clan Sage, and Caravan Guard. This feels late for a Caravan Guard to me. Um, it doesn't really go with this whole attacking thing very well.
0: It does not. But I do think you need to take it. I mean, we've only taken two Fire Cards. So, I That's mean, true. it does go well with Ambush
1: it making it to seven and ambushing. A f- and yeah, yeah, if we go that route, then it definitely is good. And I think it's stronger than the other cards here. I guess I could... There's a point at which I would start considering the Beseech, but I think I take care of Vanguard above, above that. So, yeah, take yeah. care of Vanguard. All right, this pack is... There's a Dune Diver. That's your 1-6 for three-time time that can gain Warcry or Unblockable if you get enough Justice or Shadow respectively. There's an orc official. That's a pretty good common in Justice. Uh, it's your 1-1 one, one for 4, but with imbue and uh, gets plus 1, plus 1 every time you surge. There's also a grizzly contest. Uh, the revenge shadow spell, sacrifice a unit to kill an enemy unit. And the Roland's Enforcer, the 1-5 ambush that grows when you play other cards on your opponent's turn. Um... Uh, interesting these are reasonable shadow cards uh it's not looking like a deck that can really play a grizzly contest so far yes and roland's enforcer is a risky card since there's not very many cards that go with it anymore there used to be and now there's not
0: yeah i i agree yeah, this is tricky. I do think Grizzly Contest is probably the best card in the pack. But... Probably,
1: yeah. I do like picking up an Orc Official after I have a Caravan Guard, though. That's one one way to use that huge body, even if you can't attack with it. Yes, yeah, I, I like and that. And it's good with Flameheart Patroller as well because it captures that you know the Flameheart Patroller's stats after it uh, grows to a free right. sphere or whatever. So I think I'm going to I'm gonna say Oric Official is probably good here. All right, pick that up. Uh, just as a reminder, we now have Desperate Courier, Flameheart Patroller, Caravan Guard, Res- Red Mask Warrior, Oric Official, The Unforgiven, and Razor Lash. In this pack, there's only commons left. There's a Shifting Illusion. That's the 1-1 one, one Flying uh, Plunderguy in, in Primal. There's an Armed and Dangerous. That's the huge uh, weapons spell on, in Fire. Another Boulder Gate Guard, a Valley Clan Sage. That's the 0-5 that draws cards if they're spells. And then a Brightling, that's the 1-3 for 4-time flying in decay. Uh, Nothing exciting here, right?
0: Yeah, I just think you take the Boulder Gate Guard.
1: Yeah, Boulder Gate Guard's uh, fine. Boulder Gate Guard is obviously better in Huru, but, you know, we have an orc official to stun, to do that stun, so... Exactly. That's fine. Uh, And now, in this pack, there's a Natural Order... So we're seeing a lot of primal over the last couple of packs, aren't we? Yeah. Um, and there's a torrent of filth. There's de- that's the decay, life steal, revenge, deal one damage to an enemy fast spell for four. Uh, valiant leap, and a towering arachnid. Um, what do you think here? I kind of I'm kind of leaning towards the valiant leap. That's what so. I would take, but but like I never
0: got, played torrent of filth and. I don't really like the arachnid either, so I would just take Valiant Leap.
1: Yeah, natural order would be okay with this deck, but I think Valiant Leap if we ended up huru, it would be one of the best cards in the deck. So, yeah. all right, we'll take a Valiant Leap here. Uh, it, this the signals are all over the place as they always are.
0: Yeah, this um, is
1: this is a, a pretty bad <laughs> draft as in regards to that. Yeah, but this is what I experience every single time I draft, so I'm not really, like, that kind of... Like, I never see consistent signals in the first pack at all. Yeah. Uh, so here, there's an audacious ruse. Uh, enemy units get minus strength this turn, equal to your justice influence. There's an ancient machinist. That's the 2-1 t- uh, for 2 in time That uh, that grows very large if you cast a spell that costs 5 or more. And there's a midnight hunt give a unit quick draw and strength this turn equal to your shadow influence. That would be pretty good if we were in shadow. I haven't seen enough shadow to think that we're really in shadow, though.
0: I Even mean, though, the last
1: pack had shadow. They weren't great shadow cards. but Exactly. It's hard to take uh, Torrent of Filth as a or, or, the, or Towering Arachnid as signals. Yeah. It might just be... I th- an Audacious Ruse is a fine trick.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. But this is what kind of what we're talking about. It's like Ancient Machinist is a great card. Midnight Hunt, a great card audacious ruse a great card it's like it doesn't make sense that these yeah are what the did last. this what
1: did this pack look like yeah i know uh yeah different different people have different priorities in drafting. it's very hard to tell what's going on a lot of the time i'm going to take the audacious ruse here because i think we've received the strongest justice signal but we haven't received a strong signal it's just yes. slightly towards justice at this point there's another audacious ruse in this last pack, and a Rollins enforcer. I guess we do keep seeing shadow cards, and I was wrong. I was maybe, maybe I just sort of made the wrong call there. Um, I, I mean, I don't want to commit to. I like. I'm not going to play more than one audacious ruse in most decks. It's a good card, but it sort of has diminishing returns. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure that I want to play. I guess Enforcer. it's possible that I could... Let's see, what do we have that actually activates Roland's Enforcer at this point? We have Audacious Ruse <laughs> and the Unforgiven, and that's it. So Yeah, though, I mean, there's a lot of things. Like, even, like, a Finest Hour or whatever, you know. Yeah. Are... All right, let's take the Enforcer for now, just because I don't want to load up on Audacious Ruses. We, we might get other tricks, and then maybe that's going to pay off. Because we do have good Shadow cards, uh... In yeah. the Unforgiven right. and Razor Lash, yeah. Yeah, we do. So then we pick up a brightling last. Now we're in pack two. And our rare is-, is momentum build. Oh, we should go over what we have, I guess. Um, so we have a Boulder Gate Guard, a Desperate Courier, uh, Flame... You know what? I'm going to do this by color. Uh, yes. In Justice, we have Boulder Gate Guard, Caravan Guard, Oric uh, Official... Auric official and Audacious Ruse. In Time, we have a Desperate Courier and a Light. In Fire, we have a Flameheart Patroller and a Red Mask Warrior. Uh, and in Shadow, we have Roland's Enforcer, the Unforgiven, and Razor Lash. And our lone Primal card right now is a Valiant Leap.
0: Yeah, which did not show up despite our
1: expectations. No, it did not. Um, uh, we took it, a lot of chances, did, and I, none of them paid off. <laughs> yeah, I think...
0: Yeah, it feels like... Primal didn't really show up late, or fi- and Fire didn't
1: show up late. I'm feeling like we're not in Fire, definitely. Yeah, no, fire. The Fire Gambit really didn't pay off, and uh, we we didn't really see much time after after we picked up the Desperate Courier.
0: Yeah, nothing really good.
1: There it was didn't... like
0: a forget here and there,
1: and right. Yeah, yeah nothing that indicates it, it was really open. Uh, really, the only thing that seemed open near the end there was Shadow and to some degree Justice. So I think we're okay. Uh, in this pack, the rare is a momentum builder. It's a 0-10 for 4 that can be played in any faction. It has Reckless, uh, So and then whenever it attacks, it gets plus 3 minus 1. So that's a card that uh, is one of my favorite cards. We don't have any way of getting it to make that first attack. It has to get rolling first. Um, but it's still a zero ten for four. It's just an absolutely massive blocker that I would have a hard time passing up. Yeah, I think it's it's
0: good, and I think it would be good in our deck. First off, because we have no idea what factions we are. Yeah, but we're probably time, or probably
1: justice. Sorry, and that's the best faction to potentially boost it yeah there's ways to do it if you're in justice for sure so yeah let's just take the momentum builder there's also a petition there's a seed of mystery territorial elf those are the uncommons none of the commons are exciting i would say um so so let's let's just pick off one of my favorite cards in eternal draft period momentum builder uh and here (laughs) the rare is obliterate uh which is a very good rare um, that's a. It does. It's a. It's a five fire fire spell that does six damage to a unit or a player, and it has overwhelm. Um, hmm. So that's good. Uh, there's an uncommon which is feeding time. Transf- uh, that's one of the better spells too. It's primal and shadow, but you get to transform any unit into a pig and then kill it. Uh, I think we can skip over inner might, and then there's a bunch of commons. Nothing exciting in Shadow because there's nothing in Shadow in the Eternal, in the Impacts two and three. Period. Nothing exciting in Justice. Nothing exciting in Justice. Um, good time cards. Some reasonable time cards. There's a turn back time and a metal. Both of those are decent. Um, Yeah. I'd be more.
0: Yeah, this is the time in Draft where I just get angry.
1: <laughs> we're having a great time, though. Uh, I think I want to... I think rather than take... I think Feeding Time and Obliterate are at similar power levels. Mm-hmm. and But Feeding Time requires us to be able to play both Shadow and Primal. And we're not sure we're going to be able to play Shadow and probably not going to play Primal. Uh, we're we're not we're also not in fire, but it would be an easier card to play if we were able to play in fire. Mm-hmm. And also, it activates Red Mask Warrior. That doesn't mean anything at all, but it, you know, <laughs> it's, it's 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 something.
0: Yeah, the thing that that hurts me about taking Obliterate is that all of the really exciting fire cards that I would want
1: are in pack one and four. Sure. We would really be, tough. we would be taking some fire cards in. We would be in a position where we were taking some fire cards in pack two and three, right? And then picking up justice where we can because it's not really very many good justice units in pack two and three. Yeah. And and then we would go back to picking up some justice in pack four. That's that's like where we would be sort of like, uh, what we would be kind of committed to. Yeah. Whereas if we take the Feeding Time, we just won't play it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we could. We could splash Primal to play Feeding Time. That's not a ridiculous thing to do.
0: Yeah, well, we could be Justice, Primal Shadow. We got
1: our um,
0: Valiant Leap. We got Feeding Time.
1: Yeah, I don't know if Valiant Leap makes that deck, but you're right. That's a thing that could happen.
0: Um. Yeah, no, we can take the Obliterate.
1: Okay, can do it. Take an Obliterate. Now, I don't know, just a bunch of cards. Ugh, here we go. And the so does Young this Hobbit. mean, okay,
0: time, yeah,
1: time out. Yeah. Uh-huh. So there's no
0: single faction Fire card, but there is a display of Menace. Does that mean a Fire card was taken
1: out of this pack? I don't know what the rules are on that. I'm pretty sure that I've seen packs where a multi-faction card must have taken the place of um, of one of the faction cards that you're supposedly guaranteed. Right. That's... I'm pretty sure I've seen that. I'm not a thousand percent sure, but I think that's the deal. Yeah. that's. So I always have a question about that. Yeah so a rare and an uncommon we're taken here display of menaces the fire primal shadow display uh, good card but it would be a little bit of a stretch to play it there's a fencing master we don't have any ability to uh, stun enemy units, so it would just be a 2 3 for 3 and then yeah. there's a no we have official. Of that's a that only stuns our unit and oh, you're fencing right. master requires an enemy unit oh i
0: you could play against me because I am guaranteed to trigger every opponent's
1: fencing. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. F- they always play fencing master when you've got an imbue unit in hand. And you're like, well, I guess you get to do it then. All right. Um, there's a cult recruiter. That's your three-three ambush for four. There's an arachnidon. Like the seven drops are kind of the best cards in this pack. Uh. I don't know, honestly. This is, is feeling pretty off the rails to me here. Um, I mean, we could take a Bane Wolf, but we already have a good 7 drop in Shadow, so it would be a very... I, I guess I haven't read any of the other comments. There's Cult Recruiter, there's Arachnodon, you're 5-6 for 7 in Primal. There's Bane Wolf, you're 7-6 for 7 in Shadow. Uh, that gets unblockable if it gets a hit in. Uh, there's a Sauropod Wrangler, There's a 2-2 for 2 that reduces some of your unit's costs if they have 5 strength or more. Um, I guess those are kind of the main cards. There's a Pilfer, there's a Promising Pupil. I okay. guess Promising Pupil is okay, but I don't like to take it this early. It's not that strong of a card. Yeah, you know, I think I just take Fencing Master. Yeah. Personally, because I... Hope to get some some ability to to stun your opponent's units.
0: Yeah, well, even, I don't know, it's... It's Imbue Insurance? <laughs> it's Imbue Insurance. I mean, it's not the worst, is it? Three costs oh. two, three. And Justice is still the only color I'm feeling
1: confident about. Yeah, I guess we're still, yeah. I mean, we're not getting a signal in this pack yet, but we... But I don't yeah. even mean in pack two or three, but oh yeah, I just hope... Like, we're going to play some Justice, probably? Yeah, well, I guess that's yeah. fair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we can take a Fencing Master. Um, and then th- this next pack has a. Uh, let's see, Surso's Choice, uh, which is the choice between doing two damage to each unit and uh, gaining an Aegis and six health. Uh, it's in a Lesion. There's a Devouring Shadow, give a unit minus one, minus one for each of your shadow influence. Um, and then Notable Commons. Our Gorgon Cutthroat, which we're definitely taking. <laughs> There's a Token of Creation. It gives you fire, time, or justice. There's a Shield Bash, which does stun an enemy unit, gain two armor, and draws a card. But it is it would require us to play Primal. And uh, let's see, another Arachidon, And then not really much else. There's some Time cards here. Time seems relatively open, but none of the cards are actually good. So it's not much of a signal. Yeah. There's a Bank Sarasaur and a Precision Plunge here. Uh, the best card in the pack is probably Devouring Shadow. Yes. I I agree, I agree with that. Um, I don't know if it's right to still be taking Shadow cards, but it, the color seems open, so we might get some goodies here, even though there aren't many available. Yeah,
0: exactly. And Shadow might be open again in pack four. I don't yeah, know.
1: it might be. All right, let's just take the Devouring Shadow. It's so much better than the other cards here. I kind of want to take the Shield Bash, but it would require getting some fixing. Uh, here we are with another, there's another Feeding Time that I'm inclined to take at this point, because um, it's a splashable card, and yeah. another Fencing Master, and then a bunch of, and then a good Primal Common in Levitate, there's a Sandglass Sentinel, which, requ- which requires to play uh, Fire and Time, so I don't think that's going to happen. Um, yeah, I are gonna s- spl- If we're going to splash Primal, splash and feeding time over Levitate, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I don't know. I, the problem with feeding time a little bit is splashing
0: Primal makes our uh, Devouring Shadow worst. That's true. It does. But yeah, I don't know if we really need two Fencing Masters either. Yeah, we don't
1: know if the first one's even going to be able to ever activate. So I think I'm going to just take the feeding time here. I don't know. There's not yeah. really much else here. It's either okay. Fencing Master or Feeding Time, and I, I think the second Fencing Master isn't exciting. So maybe we don't get to play Feeding Time, but if we can, it'll be good. Here's another pack. <laughs> it, is, it has an illicit armament. Give your Relic Weapon plus four, plus two. I don't think we have... Oh, we have Razor Lash. Uh, it would be good on Razor Lash, but we don't have anything else to play it with. Uh, there's a Pit Fighter. It's a 6-3 for five fire. Uh, ice Bow, some of uh, the... It's a 1-1 a one, one weapon uh, that lets the wielder do 1 damage to an enemy. If we'd picked up all of those uh, those deadly flyers in the first pack, it would be a pretty good card right now. There's a Swear of Vengeance, which I'm okay with. I like Swear of Vengeance. That's a fast spell that gives one of your units revenge. It's not great, but it's a card. And I think I'm inclined to to, to, to take that, actually, here. I I think so. I don't see much else going on, so I guess we're taking Swear Vengeance. If we had another Shadow card, then maybe I would want to take the... Uh, um, uh, sorry, another another Relic weapon, maybe I would take the the thing that enhances them, but th- we just don't have that right now. So there's a Seat of Fury here, gain Fire Primal. Um, there's a Recogulator. There's Overlook Spotter. There's a Back Alley Bouncer, which is a 4-3 for 4 Vanilla for vanilla unit i'm inclined to take that yeah i think you take that all right let's take that this next pack has form bend transform a unit or relic into an elemental with strength health equal to its cost i don't think that's playable no i mean yeah yeah. i mean it's worth the shift i mean i take it here for the shift stone but oh it's a is it a shiny rare no it's not even shiny no, but it's a ra- I mean, are you playing Rally, Barbarian Camp, or Granite Waystone? Well, the Rally is shiny, so I'm actually would rather have that than the non-shiny rare. Okay, okay. Because that adds a card to my collection. See, I only have three of them, whereas yeah, oh, four and I have four of. So I'm gonna. I'll take the Rally here. The other commons are Pause for Reflection, Barbarian Camp, and Granite Waystone, and I don't. Still, don't think we're gonna go into fire for any of that stuff. So. Uh, so, this pack has. Oh, maybe fire is open this direction. I don't
0: know. No, fire is open in this direction. I That I think. Yeah. But, but it's just not, sort of not. I take shield bash here. Okay, there's so there's gale a shield prowler. bash,
1: a rampage, an arachnidon, and a gale prowler. Yeah. You think shield bash? Yeah, shield bash. Okay. Yeah, it activates our fencing master, it activates boulder gate guard. Uh, we might be, we're, we're going to have to look hard for fixing to get primal into this deck, but yeah, shield bash is fine. Uh, and then this pack has a centaur outrider, a shield bash, and a toctic, which is a 1 1 with revenge for one. I guess it's another shield bash. Let's do it. I sure wish we had that second
0: fencing master. Yeah, now I do. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, okay. I mean, you could take toctic thinking we might get some of those, uh, what which like sacrifice
1: called? it. All right, we'll take a shield bash. Not sure what's going on here. Okay, so there's a sun, Sandglass Sentinel and a Succumb. Uh, succumb says the enemy player sacrifices an uncursed unit of their choice, then discards cards from the top of their deck equal to its power. I'm going to take the Succumb, but we're probably not going to be able to play it. And then a Recogulator. I guess fire is super open from this direction, right? And then we opened a Grid Fire Rare. So that's frustrating. <laughs> we opened General Azaleo. A frustrating thing right that's
0: fine. yeah no i, I agree
1: yeah i mean we keep opening good fire rares and then fire is open from this direction maybe we should just be playing fire now i don't know it's weird
0: i don't know we're
1: <laughs> a lot of different colors right now i know that so currently <laughs> we, I, oh man now I wish I'd taken a bunch of those mediocre fire cards last turn, last uh, pack. Except it would have just been a bunch of four and five drops. That's all you want is fire. That's great. I guess so. But um, you see, that's the problem. I guess.
0: I mean, that's why I was kind of down on the, the obliterate is because those four and five drop fire cards are great yeah. if it's also open in pack four and you right. can like get the payoffs.
1: Right, the cheaper cards, the cheaper attackers.
0: Yeah, but also even the five attack matters stuff. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. Then you can get like a dark fire, you can get a might weaver or, or something like that. The problem is if you have all of these clunky fire units and then only justice is open in pack four, you're not
1: really doing anything with them. Right. I don't know. Okay, so General Azaleo is a 6 4 for 6 fire fire. He has quick draw, and your other units have plus 2 strength. Um, That's really good. Unfortunately, we don't really have any units. No, it, I mean, we sort of. I mean, it activates our momentum builder. That's fun. Uh, <laughs> I kind of want to just take him. Uh, there are other cards here, but nothing exciting. Like the uncommons are territorial elf. Twilight Raptor, Silver Short Sword. Yeah, Twilight Raptor's not bad, probably. No, it's not bad. It would be tough. It'll be a little tough to play early. Um, yeah. unless we really wanted to go hard into uh, film, which I don't think we would do. Yeah, no, I mean, okay, let's do general Okay, we're taking General Azaleo. Um, and then This pack has a Blood Wolf as its rare. That's a 3-3 for 3 Shadow Shadow with Lifesteal. Blood Wolf can't block. Um, When you summon it, you can swap another unit's attack and health, and it has Corrupted 2, so it can use that ability again. Uh, I actually like that. It's a pretty good rare. Um, It's okay rare. I think it's okay. I mean, obviously it can't block, but it's it's a good card to race with because it's got Lifesteal. And sometimes you can cripple an opponent's unit. There's there's also uh, a touch of battle, if we wanted to go into time. Uh, there's a Kindling Carver. Uh, in the commons, there's a Trailmaker, and that's kind of it. There's a Gravewatch Ancestor. We would yeah, take Trailmaker over Gravewatch Ancestor in a heartbeat, though. Yeah, I think you did just take Bloodwolf. Yeah, wolf, And we're looking at something kind of stone scarry now um here there's an Idjin's choice kill an attack which is a fast spell that kills an attachment on an enemy or creates and draws a plus four plus four mithril armor uh there is a ruin crawler yeti which is the two two for three fire summon kill an enemy attachment and when it hits the enemy player it gets plus one strength um and then other cards are there's a premonition wisp that's an uncommon that we can't possibly activate with this deck um there's a token of menace, uh, which I guess wouldn't be the worst thing to have mm. in order to give us more playables. That would help splash the feeding time. And that's kind of it. I I'm, I'm looking at Ruin Crawler Yeti here.
0: Yes. And and know what I in retrospect, I actually kind of think we took the Kindling Carver.
1: Oh yeah? Yes. Well, we can't make any expendable units except with this recogulator that we were forced to take at the end of the last pack right but that I mean that is in fire I guess I'm just thinking I ha-
0: I have trouble believing well okay I'm still not sure whether our s- whether we're shadow or justice mm-hmm. and so if we think we're gonna get so hooked up in fire here in this pack, Yeah. I would rather have the Kindling Carver because whether if we're in Shadow, we can get Eunice to sacrifice. And if we're in Justice, we can get Eunice to sacrifice. You know what I mean? I guess so. I don't know. Um, I guess I would rather. We don't have them now. It's too late now. I just, for the podcast, you know, I would rather commit to. fire if that's what we're committing to in pack three and then let pack four decide whether we're in shadow or justice
1: okay well uh okay well then let's take the ruin crawler yeti now yeah i mean Igen's choice is a better car but we really do need units so let's take ruin crawler yeti and then the next pick has, uh, let's see, just a bunch of garbage. There's a Wisdom of the Elders if we were playing Primal. There's a Makara Vangel if we were in Shadow, which we are. Happy day. Uh, mm-hmm. And then another token of Menace that would help us splash uh, Primal if we needed to do that. But I am very inclined to take the Makara Vangel. We need two drops, and yeah. we benefit from having a second Shadow. Yeah. So yeah, let's fine. do that. Makar Vangel. Um, and here, the rare, this next pack, uh, with eight cards left in the pack, there's a Dark Talon Wivark. Um, I don't think we can play the Dark Talon. It's, uh, uh, we would need to play two Primal, and I'm just not up to that. Um, and then the other uncommon is Majestic Skies. We do have a Centaur Outrider, five, two, four, four, in Fire. Uh, that's what I'm leaning towards right now. And then yes. in Shadow, there's a Fallen Oni, which is a very good card against me and a terrible card to to put in your deck. <laughs> that's the 1-2 that makes your opponent discard the top unit of their deck. For some reason, it always gets me real hard, and uh, it's it's frustrating, because I know it's a bad card. But let's take the Centaur Outrider, and that'll give us a strong 4-drop, right? Yes. Okay. Um, and then, here in this pack, uh, the Uncommon is Caleb's Choice. That's the Fire Primal card that can either negate an enemy spell with a single faction, or kill an enemy attachment with a single faction. Probably not worth splashing. There's a bunch of shadow commons, the faceless one, which is the 2-1-for-1 one one that they can't block, but you play it for free if you discard it. Uh, there's the 6-4-for-6, Direwood Rampager, and there's the Toctic, which is the 1-1-for-1 one 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 with revenge. Which one of these would you lean towards? I guess I'd take the Rampager, though our top end is getting... Yeah, our top end is already pretty pretty top-endy, um, but I also would take that. I think it's it's better to have a have a big clunky card that has a lot of impact than a little clunky card that has none.
0: Yeah, and if we're in Stone Scar, there's just there's a lot of
1: benefit to having big attack units. So Oh yeah. Yeah. This makes the dark fires and, and spirit weavers and such much better. So we'll take a uh, Direwood Rampager here. Six four for for six. Um, here there's uh, an ankle cutter, which is a three one for two in fire and when an, a unit with endurance or life takes damage, kill it. And then there's some other some more uh, shadow common.'s there's, a, there's another toctic and a bang wolf. I think ankle cutter is an easy pick here. We still need two drops.
0: Yes. Yes, because I mean, right now in fire, our only two drop is flame heart patrol. in right. shadow, we have a Makar evangel.
1: And that's it for our two drops. Yeah, we were going to need a lot more twos. So even though it's just a 3-1 for two most of the time, still still the best, our best option here. I do like Bane Wolf, though. Yeah, Bane Wolf's good. But I guess, I mean, we have two six drops and a seven drop already, so I'm not, like, excited about a Bane Wolf, but I like them. Um, in this pack, there's five cards left. There's a Granite Waystone, an Ensnare, Levitate, Shield Bash, and Emerald Waystone. Might as well just pick up the Granite Waystone, right? Every yeah. now and then get a free in. Which we might sacrifice later. And then here, the the uncommon here is a flash fire. Deal damage to an enemy equal to your fire influence for five. That's a good card. Yes. Uh, even though I, we're not, like, super fire heavy, it is still a pretty decent card because it can do damage to any target. And also it does com- combine well with a red mask warrior. Mm-hmm. They're best friends, because when you cast Flash Fire with a Red Mask Warrior in play, you get the three fire influence before you do the damage. So, agreed, we're taking a Flash yes, fire, or Do we yes, want to sorry, take this Improvised I, I... club? Okay, great. Um, and then here, uh, there's a Tumble Bang, which is a three one for three fire fire. And when it dies, you get plus three power this turn. Then there's a Token of Menace, which gives you fire, primal, or shadow. So... Is it more important to get units at this point, or is it more important to uh, fix our influence a little?
0: What's our primal cards?
1: It would probably be just feeding time, yeah. I mean, tumblebang is three powers quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, it attacks well into things that are... I mean, I guess, I don't know, it doesn't really attack that much better into things than anything else we have, but it's fine. I don't mind tumblebang, because people don't want to block it, you know, because it'll it'll help you play something huge early. Yeah. So I would probably go with a tumble bank cuz I don't I'm not sold on splashing feeding time in this deck. I don't need to.
0: Yeah. All
1: right, let's take a tumble bank. Uh and then in this pack there's a helpful doorbot, this is zero, 03 for 0 and a harbinger's bite, which does 2 damage to the enemy player. It's got life steal and nightfall. We're not playing either one of these, but I'll take the harbinger's bite because we hate helpful doorbot. We hate his face. And then a free Granite Waste done at the end. So going into Fire seems like it was the correct thing to do, right? Yes. Uh, no, I'm happy with how that ended up. All right. So let's see what we have. Um, let's say we're not playing Time or Primal at this point, unless, unless the Splash comes through, but we're not uh, trying too hard to make that happen. But in Fire, we have an Ankle Cutter, a flame heart Patroller, a Red Mask Warrior, Ruin Crawler Yeti, Tumble Bank, Centaur Outrider, Recogulator... Uh, General, Izalio, uh, we have a Rally, a Flashfire, an Obliterate, and two Granite Waystones. In Shadow, we have Makara Vangel, Bloodwolf, uh, Back Alley Bouncer, Rollins Enforcer, Direwood Rampager, the Unforgiven, Razor Lash, uh, Swear Vengeance, a Devouring Shadow, a Succumb, I guess. Um, and then, then we have the Justice cards that we picked up in the f- first pack, and we still haven't picked up anything else. So... Um this pack has a rare which is Shadowlands Wanderer. That's the three five for six in time. Um it has ambush and it's cheaper if you have shadow influence. I don't think we can play it. Uh there's a camouflaged musket, which if we were playing justice would be a consideration, but I'm not sure we're playing justice. Then there's a primal etchings and a huru vow uh fire commons are red mask warrior and slag fury berserker shadow commons are roland's enforcer false demise which draws a unit from your void for five and it has revenge um or rather the spell has revenge not the unit and a mandrake shambler uh so what are you thinking here
0: i guess i just i don't know i i would go with red mask warrior but i don't know if that's like recency bias since we've been picking
1: up so many fire cards recently i think after picking up the flash fire i like the red mask warrior a lot more because it really is pretty amazing with flash fire yeah so that's that's what i would lean towards here yeah i like it yeah we end we we've got a lot of three drops that only have one toughness which is vulnerable to a few things but um it's okay they block well if they have to block um, and then here in, in, this, in this next pack, we have a Wandering Beholder, a card that no one has ever played in draft, <laughs> because it requires rainbow influence. Um, and then there's a Bring to Justice, a Stone Scar Vow, which we would certainly play, uh, some time cards, and a Torrent of Filth, and a Corrosive Dagger. How many spells do we have that activate Red Mask Warriors? Just two right now? Okay. I was just looking trying to figure out how good Corrosive Dagger is for us.
0: Yeah. And since our only units are Red Mask Warriors, the decay isn't that exciting. It is not. Um, I still kind of think we need to we take it. Unless you're thinking of the Stone
1: Scar vow, I was kind of thinking of the vow, but uh, just because I don't like dagger doesn't play very well with our two. But it, you know what? You know what it does is it activates Momentum Builder, and we have precious few ways of doing that right now. Yes, that's true. I think it's probably dagger. Even a bad dagger is still okay.
0: Yeah, I agree. And decay on a Momentum Builder is great. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, corrosive dagger on momentum builder is a game winning combo. So let's let's uh, go ahead and pick up a dagger here. Uh, now there's some commons, some of which are very attractive to us. Uh, let's stick to our our stone scar colors. I think we'll be able to put together a deck with yes. that, right? Um, so there's armed and dangerous. There's dark fire, corrosive dagger, another red mask warrior, and slag fury berserker. So this is dark fire, right? I think so. Um, how much actual uh, interaction do we have? Like removal, we have obliterate, flash fire, devouring shadow, and that's it. So I would, or I guess razor lash. So I'd rather have more than that.
0: Oh, that's interesting. I'm like, oh, that's that's a reasonable amount, but
1: uh... I think it's also because. Our unit... Like, it's going to be hard for us to get a lot of units out and then play it Armed and Dangerous on them. Like, if our curve were stronger, then I would be more excited about Armed and Dangerous. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I like Darkfire is good. All right. Um, and then in this pack, we have a Hired Gun, which is a 2-4 for 3 Shadow Shadow. Gets double damage if you have 2 Fire, so that's good. Um... There's a Siphoner Paladin in Justice, and uh, I don't think that that's a good reason to go into Justice. No, especially Justice with here. Hired Gun. Yeah, Hired Gun is it's pretty sweet card to add to our pile here, I think. Yeah. Like, we've got a lot of three drops, but it could even replace a Tumblebang or something. Um, there's also a Grizzly Contest and an Overheating Minibot. I don't think we can possibly take overheating minibot over hired gun, even though we need two drops. Yeah. Although part of me wants to, but hired gun is a, is, is pretty good in stone scar.
0: Sightar was talking about, about this today in Discord, about how to them it felt like two drops were becoming less and less relevant because this format's kind of slow and grindy, besides yeah. for the aggro decks. Right. And I feel like these five attack matter decks can kind of get away with that a little bit too because like I don't know if you have enough dark fires or whatever in your deck you don't right. actually need to be attacking with your two drops
1: per se yeah yeah, that's true um, so... okay let's take a hired gun here yeah uh, next pack has um, let's see uh, I don't think we're taking a blade of the worthy even though it's in our colors um there's another armed and dangerous, another dark fire, and a false demise. So I'm a little worried about our ability to cast Armed and Dangerous because we're gonna be kind of split down the middle on influence. Otherwise I'd be more enthusiastic about it. Yeah, no, I I don't mind Dark Fires. Yeah. I, yeah. Like any number of Dark Fires is good, right? Yeah, yeah. no, I've I've played three in a dark so. there we go. And Let's pick up another Darkfire. That's our second dark fire. Awesome. Um, here we have uh, this next pack has a steam rider, which is a three three for three fire fire. Uh, we are not going to be able to give it deadly or flying by generating the appropriate influence. So I think we can overlook that because the next card is prism golem, which is a seven seven for three minus two minus two for each type of influence you have, and we would it would be a solid three three in our deck. We have a lot of threes though, so I think I'm more likely to take this next card, eager deputy is a zero one for one with plunder and gain strength every time you play a unit with more strength than the eager deputy
0: mm-hmm. and this is what i was trying
1: to say earlier this
0: is there a time go. where i'm happy to pick up an eager deputy
1: yeah yeah because we're gonna we, we already know what deck it's going into all right great uh, next pack, Silent Hysteria is the uncommon that's left. There's a Towering Arachnid, which is the 5-2 that uh, you have to kill a unit when it comes into play, but it plunders. And then there's a Mandrake Shambler, which is a 4-1 with Imbue, and it can't block. Uh, we have a lot of 4-drops. Well, but you have, we have some 4-drops. We have Black Back Alley Bouncer, Centaur Outrider, Momentum Builder, and Recalculator. Is there any reason to pick up a Shambler here? Uh,
0: the only Shambler... I would pick up the Shambler. I don't know if we're playing it. I'm, I would rather play it over the Arachnid.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we and don't have anything. And Shambler to goes great with Dark Fires. It does. Yes, that's true. It really does. Um, I may, may, like We might be able to play it over Recalculator or something like that. It's, it's definitely the card that we're picking up in this pack because there's nothing else here in our, yeah. in our factions. Uh, this next pack has uh, False Demise and Unarmed and Dangerous. So... There's the choice, right? False demise is okay, but it's a very slow way to get things back from your void. Yeah, um, I I just take. I don't think either are making our deck. No, we'll take the armed and dangerous, but we're probably not going to play either one. Here in this uh, next pack, there's four cards left, and the only one in stone scar is relentless pursuit. Might as well pick it up. I'm not sure it might be better than rally. I don't know. Uh, it gives one of your units plus three strength and your other units plus one strength. It's a fast spell that costs two. And it's two. one cheaper. It might it be is better one cheaper than Rally. I think it might be for that reason. We'll pick up this Blade of the Worthy from this pack. We're not doing anything else. There's a, another Silent Hysteria, second from the last uh, pick, but there's also a Torrent of Filth. We're not going to play it, but I'll pick it up. And then this last pick is a Combray Val. So, our... Deck is definitely a little light on two drops. We have only three of them, Um, and then we have a one drop in Eager Deputy. This looks like does this look like an eighteen power deck? I don't think we're playing Blade of the Worthy. I don't think we need to with all these Dark Fires. Yeah, Um, so I don't think we're playing Succumb because it's a fairly weak uh, um, uh, removal spell. When we, we made have four cuts, we made four cuts because you take the comrade bow out. Yeah, we're taking the comrade bow out. Um. All right. So, can we play this armed and dangerous? Like we don't need it for the curve. We've got enough powerful cards. We've got two six drops and a seven drop, and mm-hmm. a ton of a ton of five cost spells. We we're going to take out this in Roland's Enforcer because there's basically no way to activate it. Um. So we've got, right now, 18 units. That's Deputy, Ankle Cutter, Flameheart oh, no. Patroller, McCarvangel We know we're playing those because those are our only two drops. In the three drops, we've got Blood Wolf, Hired Gun, two Red Mask Warriors, Ruin Crawler, Yeti, and Tumblebang. Um... Four drops are our Back Alley Bouncer, Centaur Outrider, Mandrake Shambler, Momentum Builder, and Recogulator. And then we jump up to six with our Direwood Rampager, General Azaleo, and the Unforgiven. And then our uh, weapons are Corrosive Dagger and a Razor Lash. Spells are Swear Vengeance, Relentless Pursuit, Devouring Shadow, Rally, Torrent of Filth, Two Dark Fires, Flash Fire, Obliterate, and Armed and Dangerous. Uh, We need to get... We need to make three cuts for sure here. Yes.
0: I think... Swear Vengeance and Torn of Filth are easy cuts for me.
1: Yeah, Torn of Filth isn't strong compared to other cards. I guess Swear Vengeance doesn't really do that much. I don't. I don't like the Rally because we don't have a lot of ways to actually take advantage of it. Yeah, I can see getting rid of Rally. We've got a million three drops, um, so. That puts us at 27 cards, and is that the correct number?
0: That's 18 power?
1: That's 18 yeah. power, yeah. I'm a little worried about our ability to cast Armed and Dangerous, but I think what's going to happen is that we'll be able to get often a Red Mask Warrior out and then cast one of our 5-cost spells, and then we can play the Armed and Dangerous. But um, that's a sort of a convoluted way to cobble things together, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I'm almost worried... Yeah, I feel like there's ob- the obvious tension of Devouring Shadow and Armed and Dangerous. Oh, I yeah, think no, Devouring Shadow is not yeah. going to be good in this deck, but it's still interaction, so even if it
1: just kills a 3-drop, we're still trading even with power. That's true. Yeah, what I like about Devouring Shadow is it essentially deals decay damage, you know? Yes. So yes, yeah, so I I don't know. I mean, we don't have that, much to put in here if we don't play. We don't have like a lot of. We don't have a lot in our um, in our sideboard here. Yeah,
0: the we have one dagger. The only other argument for me for rally is it does turn on another
1: way to turn on momentum builder. It certainly is. Yeah. Um, yeah, it might be fine to play Rally and then maybe take out either Armed and Dangerous or Devouring Shadow. Um, I, I don't necessarily like that either. I don't know. No? How many ways do we have of turning on Momentum Builder right now? We're
0: list for Pursuit and Corrosive Dagger.
1: Oh, and General, Persu- and, and, and General Azaleo. And General Azaleo. Okay. Yeah, it's not. It's not great. But they don't know that. That's true.
0: I think oh, it's and still and
1: armed and dangerous. And armed and dangerous. So I guess we should probably play the armed and dangerous. Um. Okay. What if we took the rally back out then? Yeah. No, I think that's fine. All right. And then there's, we're gonna sort of lean towards fire here. Uh, the the automatic power generator here gave us eight fire sigils to go with our two granite waystones and eight shadow sigils, which seems about right to me. Yeah, that seems fine. Okay, well, I guess this is our deck. Um, this is our deck now. Eager deputy, ankle cutter, flame heart patroller, Makara blood wolf, hired gun. Red Mask Warrior times 2 Ruin Crawler Yeti, Tumble Bang, Back Alley Bouncer, Centaur Outrider, Mandrake Shambler, Momentum Builder, Recogulator, Direwood Rampager, General Azaleo, The Unforgiven, Corrosive Dagger, Razor Lash, Relentless Pursuit, Devouring Shadow, Dark Fire times 2 Flash Fire, Obliterate, and Armed and Dangerous. This is... I don't know how well this is going to do. We've got a bunch of rares that <laughs> are, you know, pretty decent cards. Um... We've got four rares in this deck, but also a lot of filler and a kind of a weak curve. So, who knows? Um, so I guess we should play a we should play a game. All right, uh, but yeah. Give me but give me one moment before we do that. Okay, <laughs> I'll be we'll right back. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's play a game of draft. So our wait time estimated is uh, 57 seconds. I've noticed that the first time. Like the very first game of a draft sometimes takes a lot less than the estimated waste time. That's not happening right now, but sometimes that happens. Presumably, my rank is still pretty good here, so we're gonna have to play against like just a murderer's row of opponents. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was doing well when I stopped playing a turtle. Um, <laughs> they're they're looking for the worst possible opponent for us. I hope so. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we'll see. This uh, th- I think this draft was very sta- very
1: typical of how drafts in this format go. I agree. I, I, I think like the the signals were all over the place in pack one. Here we go. We're up against uh, we're up against an opponent here. Seven rares, Johnny. This seems like a fine hand to keep. I don't think we're going to see better than uh, Flameheart Patroller, Bloodwolf, Back Alley Bouncer, and uh, Fire Sigil, Shadow Sigil, Shadow Sigil, Shadow Sigil. That's fine.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. We have a curve in a deck that has a wonky
1: curve. Yeah. Yeah, I wish we had another Fire Sigil instead of the second Shadow Sigil, uh, but we don't have a card that needs it yet, so so far we're fine. Uh, Opponent played a Justice Sigil.
0: Mm. We drew a
1: Red Mask Warrior, which is another option on our turn three. And we played... Our Flame Heart Patroller. We now have two Shadow Sigils, Back Alley Bouncer, Blood Wolf, and Red Mask Warrior in
0: hand. Wait, what does Blood Wolf do? Can you do something tricky when you. After
1: uh, surging your guy with. How does that work? Nothing. No. So we'll surge, and then it'll be a 3-3, and then it'll switch. Uh, it'll switch it to being a 3-3, three, three, right? Like, it'll switch its power and toughness. They're both 3. And then it'll lose 2 power at the end of the turn like it normally does. Yeah. And it'll go back to being a 1-3. I am not 100% sure that's what's going to happen, but according to the way other cards like that work, uh, that's what I expect to happen. Mm-hmm. So we have the option to either play the Blood Wolf now or play the Red Mask Warrior now. I'm not 100% sure which is the best. Um... But uh, we don't need to do either one, because we're not going to Blood Wolf the, uh, the Trailmaker, I don't think. I guess we could. No, I think we attack in first. All right, let's attack in for three. We did three, and now we have a choice between our Red Mask Warrior. Blood. The advantage of Blood Wolf is we start gaining life. Life, yeah. But the advantage of Red Mask Warrior is that we would have the Blood Wolf in hand, and we could do tricks with it if they play something else. And yeah, but... So I think I'm going to play Red Mask Warrior here because we're running out of time. Okay. It, yeah, the Red I guess... Mask Warrior gets blocked by the Trailmaker that our opponent played last turn that I'm not sure that I mentioned. Um, <laughs> but, but I think having Blood Wolf to do interesting things is better than, than gaining the life right now. I'm not 100% on that, but I'm, I'm going to go with it. So our opponent now uh, has two Time and two Justice and four Open Power with only a Trailmaker in play. Um, that might mean that they have a trick to play on the 2-1 Trailmaker. It might mean that they have a 3-3 Ambush. I'm fairly sure that we just attack with both of our dudes into it. And then Shambler something. And then Shambler something. We can Shambler the Flameheart Patroller after this and make a rather large Shambler. So I'm going to attack with a 3-3 three, three and a 4-1. See what happens. I assume one of our units is going to get killed somehow. Uh, it's a desert alchemist, so that's going to jump Maybe in. Maybe both of our units are going to die. Maybe. Well, looks like not both. Oh, yeah, both of Oh, it's locking with both. Okay. Well, they did that with a great deal of confidence. Um, uh, so ne- then we play the back alley bouncer. I agree. Uh, Seven rares, Johnny, our opponent is now playing an Ancient Machinist and a Greenstone Officer imbuing on the Ancient Machinist. Interesting. Well, that probably means they don't have a spell in hand to uh, activate the Machinist with. And I think we pretty much have to just attack into it and then we can blood wolf the greenstone officer so that it's a three four with life steal instead of a four three but also that means it would be able to block our blood wolf pretty cleanly yeah i don't think but that would be okay because then we could shambler and make a seven four okay that could attack into it so at, at any rate we definitely attack with a back alley bouncer i don't expect to see a block here and we could also i guess we could just mandrake shambler here yeah we could do that and then next turn Blood Wolf. all right so we'll so we're making a mandrake shambler we're making an eight four uh and then we can yeah we can blood wolf so it's a three four that can't block the mandrake shambler but it's going to attack and get the four life anyway that's what it's doing Uh, let's... We drew a Makara Evangel. We also have General Azaleo and Flashfire in hand, by the way, but we don't have the power to play them yet. Let's go ahead and just attack with the Shambler, see what they've got for us. We, we did eight damage. I think it's probably... I don't know. I don't know what we do here. We can either just play the Makara Evangel or the Blood Wolf uh if we blood wolf the 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 greenstone officer then it still blocks the blood wolf pretty cleanly but then of course it's not attacking if it's not uh if it's staying back to block the blood and it's not blocking the shambler and it's not blocking the shambler so they might have to two for one themselves what i'm going to do here is i'm going to play the macaravangel this turn and then if they leave the officer back uh to block we will we'll switch its power and toughness so that it can't block the shambler cleanly like it was expecting to but it's mm-hmm. just going to attack and gain life anyway. So, Also, there's a fast spell now. Um, so, I don't know what that means. But they I, don't have any more power than they did last turn. No, they just have four. So they must have drawn something. If they have... I don't want to attack with the Makar Evangel here. Well... I mean, what? May, may, what do they have? Wind conjuring, maybe? Wind conjuring could make the could could ready the greenstone officer and block, but it still wouldn't be able to kill the mandrake shambler without it would trade. It. I mean, it would kill the mandrake shambler, but it would trade. Yeah, I think but we you don't really want the them to do that on the Makar? No, we don't. We want to. We want to force them to do it to the to the mandrake shambler. So I'm just attacking with the mandrake shambler, and then I haven't decided yet if I want to. Uh to Blood Wolf, but I probably will if they don't do anything. So it, at least they'll be gaining less life. So I'm gonna Blood Wolf the Greenstone Officer. Now it's a 3-4 with lifesteal. Our Flash Fire is looking pretty weak. It can only do one damage right now because we only have one fire influence. And they're playing an auric record keeper. That's the four-four that gives plus one plus one to things. We drew a fire sigil, so now our flash fire can do two whole damage. <laughs> We can kill something. We can. Can we? We can kill. We can kill Ah, the uh, something. We can also kill the ancient machinist, which would make the greenstone officer a one two. That's not bad. Yeah, and then it becomes a two. But then it becomes a two three. Becomes a two three when the record keeper blocks and trades, but that's still not as good as our four three. So I'm inclined to actually do that. Plus okay. it keeps the machinist from ever growing. Let's get let's get that value. I'm gonna do two damage to this ancient machinist. There's a fast spell, not something that they wanted to actually do. Turns out that the Greenstone Officer is a one three for some reason. Let's attack with a Mandrake Shanter. <laughs> not really sure how the math worked out on that, but that's what's happening. It's a one three. Oh
0: man, another power would be great. Since we would still be. have
1: General Azaleo and yeah. now a darkwood dire Direwood
0: Rampager rampage in hand.
1: Yeah, if we get another Sigil, then we can attack with the Blood Wolf into basically anything. It makes the Makar Evangel very good. So they did trade with Auric Record Keeper. And so now we have a Back Alley Bouncer, a Makar Evangel, and a Blood Wolf in play. They have a 2 4 Greenstone Officer. Uh, they have another Auric Record Keeper. Good, pretty good card. And I don't. I think we want to attack into this, because if the, the 4-3 trades with a the 4-4, then we have a 3-5 lifesteal to deal with. Uh, I would rather, I think I think we have to yeah, wait. Yeah, but now they could, they could just exhaust it. Yeah, then they can make it a 6. They can't really do that, though, because we can attack in. Um, oh, right. Yeah, though, we don't. Yeah, I guess that would be very dangerous. It would be bad for them. Boy, it would have been nice to draw a sigil instead of an armed and dangerous that turn, but that's uh, not what happened. I sort of I'm almost wondering if we should be playing nineteen power in this deck. Hmm. Okay, I don't think I want to attack here. I'm gonna to have to end the turn. It's not it doesn't feel good because it feels like they can turn this around. They have five cards in hand and five power. And higher quality cards than us. <laughs> No, We've we got some history. good cards in hand. We just need one more yeah, power. Just one more power. Two yeah. fire sigils in a row would be great. There's our first fire sigil. So to start. So do we play General Azaleo and attack with everyone? <laughs> Why not? I, I mean, they great. do have a trick. Yeah, they have a trick, but they haven't played it on the last few turns. So let's see what it is. Is it a forget? No, it's an audacious ruse. Well, that's pretty bad for us. Uh, so we've got a 2-3, a 0-2, and a 1-3 attacking right now. The 2 is going to get swallowed by the 4-4. Four, four. I assume that the 0-2, our, our Makara Vangel. is going to get eaten by the Bloodstone. They can't kill all of our stuff, which is nice. They're just going to be able to kill two things. I guess I should have guessed it was ruse. Yeah. Now that they played it it does make sense. Yeah it does. <laughs> um all right, well let's see if they can transform the ancient machinist, and if they can I think we probably lose, but they didn't. They played another trailmaker. Man, a fire sigil off the top. That would We're be pretty ready good. for you. That'd be pretty good. Can we can we attack with General Azaleo here? That's I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know either. Doesn't seem good, does it? Alright, well, they didn't do... Ooh, that's interesting. Because that makes an attack... We, we drew a Relentless Pursuit. That makes um, General Azaleo pretty a pretty good attacker, because he's got Quick Draw. So now I like attacking with both of these dudes.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's good. I guess we... If there wasn't an Ancient Machinist on board, I'd be inclined to play the Rampager first. Yeah, but because they don't
1: have five power, maybe yeah. All right, let's attack with both of these. Both of these guys get in some, and then if they don't do anything in particular that needs us to cast the relentless pursuit, we can drop the rampager. Hmm. All right, so that's they're going to cast another audacious ruse so let's let that resolve we're at zero here the okay so we can save general azaleo and then kill their machinist this way the machinist and the greenstone officer are on the blood wolf which is a zero three it'll be a one three all right let's do that we'll put relentless pursuit on azaleo it will survive we'll get rid of the machinist uh, their plus one, plus one from the Record Keeper is going to go on the Greenstone Officer, of course. Uh, we've got this 2-3 blood wolf Shade, which is fine. I don't think we need to use its ability. We'll just let it hang out. They're going to go up to seven power. Let's see if that comes with a Hunting allosaur. They've got two time and six justice. Yeah, Hunting Alisor even wouldn't be the worst. Be the absolute worst. They can't outright get rid of General Azaleo here. Yeah. Okay, so they didn't play either of their cards. We don't have any backup for Azaleo if they've got a trick. Could they have another trick? Yeah, there's a lot of... I mean, (laughs) it'd be unfortunate. It would be unfortunate, if they don't have it, though, it's definitely the right thing to attack with Azaleo. I think we do it. We've got another 6-4 to follow it up with. Can you, How much does the Blood Wolf... Uh, uh, no, forget it. That's crazy. Blood Wolf costs 2 to use. Uh, we just drew a Red Mask Warrior, so we could... Because then Finest Hour
0: doesn't kill you, and you could play the Red Mask Warrior to block a counterattack from the green stretch if you made it a
1: 5-3. All right. All right, we'll do that. Uh, I'm gonna, and they do have something, so we'll go ahead and attack here. Uh, they've got a five-three. They're using something here, so it's gonna be, I think, wind conjuring because it's big, or dive bomb. Yeah. Mm. Okay, dive bomb does the job pretty well. Uh, all right, we'll play a green mask, a red mask warrior. So that got rid of our our general Azaleo. And they've got a five three that we gave them, and that's now a hunting al- now the hunting allosaur. So that uh, lets the two one trade with our. Oh, dude. Now we, got now, our we the, now we get our fire sigil, so we can play armed and dangerous. But the problem is that we only have one unit right now. So we've got a six four versus their greenstone off their five three greenstone officer, and their hunting allosaur. Uh, they play a penitent bull, which is a three two. Uh, the greenstone officer is imbuing on it so now it's an eight five the four five is attacking we're definitely not going to block with it because we're gonna make a huge direwood rampage next turn probably uh, but we take four damage and we're now at 10. yeah the trouble is that even with the armed and dangerous
0: um well, it's
1: not really big enough so okay so that's fine yeah yeah let's we, we drew a centaur outrider so now we've got a five two and a six four to to fight with uh we may have to just oh wow they drew a nightwatch broadsword okay so we're dead um huh well what is our best chance here block the eight five with the five two and then I mean the six four is gonna get killed, but we rather that they have a four three relic weapon and a three two. I think that's our best shot. Both of our units have to die this turn no matter what. So I'd rather that they have the relic weapon and a three two. Yeah. Then more units. That was a good top deck by them. Yeah. Okay, we drew a Tumblebang. Obviously the worst card ever. (laughs) Not the worst. (laughs) Eager Deputy would have been worse. It would have been worse, yeah. We've got our Armed and Dangerous in hand. I'm not sure I like this Armed and Dangerous. Uh, We did draw an Obliterate, which takes care of both of their threats. They've got a 3-2 and a 4-2 Relic weapon, so we're going to do that and then hope to draw to top deck something. Now they've got 31 life, and we have 3 life, but other than that, things are going pretty good. Played a Praxis Vow. Now 30 got... life. Now they're at 30 life, they played a Praxis Vow. We drew a Sigil. Now they're at 32 life, because they have... So we drew a Granite Waystone, which gives us a 1-1, and we can make that a 4-4, but let's let's wait until we have 2 units. Yeah. <laughs> There's, they've got a solemn clergy. They're, They're going to plunder their remaining sigil, draw, see what else they have. So that's a hired gun. Uh, so we have hired gun. We can play a sigil. We can armed and dangerous both of them. I think that's probably the right thing to do here, right? I, and then attack. It'll yeah, silence so. our double damage, but I think that's fine. Hmm. All right, they let it through, so who knows what they've got. Uh, can we afford to attack with both of these units? <laughs> Would they be able to just do, do, use another trick and kill us? What kind of tricks have they already played? How likely is it that they have not only a, two audacious ruses and a dive bomb, but something else?
0: I mean, Finest Hour, kill, finest hour is the trick we're worried about,
1: right? Or Finest yeah. Hour Wind Conjuring. Right, sure. Well, if they don't block twice, we kill them. So let's just put the pressure on them, I think. Okay. Oh. So they played a disappear on our 5-7, which means we're going to be losing this race, if not if we haven't just lost already. And we won't be able to afford to attack again with our 4-4. Four, four. They didn't kill us. They attacked us and brought us down to 2. And then they played a 6-6 six, six that gained them more life back. I think that's gonna do it uh we drew we have two sigils in hand and we can't really do much about that belching behemoth we have to block it they're playing beseech uh it would have been nice to draw the unforgiven at any point here or you know some of the other <laughs> yeah. cards but we didn't do that well we can um, still draw it we can still draw it i think they we have a, yeah they oh, they, they also disappear. drew into another disappear they have a lot of interaction uh so that's what a Combray deck looks like, you know, when it's good. The, all of those Auric Record Keepers are a lot of stats for for efficient, for not much uh, cost. I don't know how I feel about the Armed and Dangerous still. It was really hard to actually use it on anything that came.
0: Yeah. Though, I don't know. I mean, it if they hadn't drawn
1: the Disappear there, I mean, it would have... I mean, it was good. It was fine. Yeah, it just... Uh, Okay. Well, let's not make any changes to it. Let's go into another game. Run it back, as they say. Oh, okay. Or what? What are we not? What are we? What was? What was your objective? Well,
0: I, I, I thought we should
1: end the show there. But. oh, really? Oh, okay. Is that well? One more game then, and okay. then maybe we can end this on a win. Although I don't know. I'm keeping this hand, but it's kind of a it's a pretty sketchy hand, honestly. I've got an eager deputy, a general Azaleo centaur outrider and then four sigils uh fire fire shadow shadow and i think i'm gonna have to play an eager deputy and and uh and plunder one of the shadow sigils so we have something to do on turn two. Oh, you think yeah i think so uh, i don't do anything you don't do anything i, I want to get the six power i'm not i don't know. all right let's well we'll do, we'll try it that way oh i see i don't i don't even play the eager deputy oh really yeah. I don't understand that at all. Because huh. you might as well because I've got one power, I might as well spend it.
0: No, so, I don't know. I just find it's you know, if you do start to the flood, then you can change the power. Or if you just keep drawing unit I don't know. I would I like all the cards in her hand, so I usually wait there.
1: Okay. Uh yeah, alright. Uh I mean, I just figure we're never going to be turning... If we're not turning a card into a draw then, we're never going to do it. Oh, yeah, I disagree a little bit. But All right, so our opponent is stuck on two. They they played a whip Bludgeoner and attacked with it this last turn. Uh, we now have a 1-1 Eager Deputy and a Centaur Outrider in hand. We have a Darkfire. We, our opponent is still stuck on two uh they're they're hanging back with their chain whip bludgeoner so i don't know what we do about that exactly other than just attack the centaur outrider into it because it's going to be able to block it anyway yeah so let's just do that and then next turn we'll make a general Azale- general Azalea, uh and that'll turn our eager deputy into i think a four one which is pretty decent um, so we've got General Dark Darkfire, Granite Waste Stone, and Shadow Sigil in play. Our opponent See, like, has found their third thing. That was the turn I would have played Eager Deputy. Okay, and then like plundered something. Yeah, uh, then plundered this sigil. I don't know. Well, we're gonna we're gonna win this on a technicality because our opponent is still influence screwed. Probably. Oh, that's it. That's come to an end. They now have a fire sigil, so they're rebuking our General Izalio. So now it is not giving anything to anyone we drew another dark fire which is fun because we've got two of them in our hands and combined they can do 12 damage but i don't think we do it yet to face right no that would be greedy i don't know (laughs) oh they've got a trip i wonder if it's another audacious ruse i mean you have two of them that's true Oh man, do six damage to face here. They'd be at twelve. It does put pressure on them. And then if they don't, we've play got a, we've got a devouring turn. shadow in hand now that can do minus four, minus four. All right, let's do it. It's a silly thing to do, but let's do it. Let's put some. Let's put some pressure on them. Also, if they have an audacious ruse, they might have played it right there to reduce the damage to their face. That would have been a fun thing for them to do. I'm going to play this granite wastestone because we might need to cast the Darkfire and the devouring shadow next turn, and we would need eight to do that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So they cast an Idjin's Choice to make a plus-four, plus-four Mithril Armor. They still have only four power, though, so I'm not sure um, what they're going to do with it. Yeah. I think we attack, even though they've got four up. I don't know what they do with just fire and justice. Yeah, especially if they had topped a unit, I would really be nervous. You know what? Let's let's play this Red Mask Warrior first. I know that, that, that keeps us from killing them this turn with Darkfire, but we can... Uh, but it gave us one extra damage with the eager deputy and we can always dark fire them this turn yeah all right so we won that game because our opponent was unable to play cards <laughs> and we could end the show there i guess and then uh unless we wanted to do a tiebreaker for
0: no i th- i think we've been i think we've had enough bloopers we've been going long enough i think yeah we that's my the show there okay,
1: okay we're good're we're, we're ending the show there uh yeah i i would rate my i would rate my my commentating on those games uh b minus i think i was i was missing a lot of stuff because i was both playing and trying to commentate and i think i i should have i should have delegated that a little better (laughs) i think i was trying to do too much you did great
0: thank you i think all the listeners will agree but That is the end of our show. So thank you again to all our patrons for making this show a success. And for those of you who are not patrons, reminder to give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. You can join us in our Discord, link in the show notes. Finally, thumbs up, all of Raven Dragon's Reddit posts, and don't forget to send in all your 7-1 deck lists you do this week to farmingeternal at gmail.com. And remember to keep on farming. Keep on farming. Good night.